Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Check, check. All right, you got a song or anything for the outro? What a song? Do you got the song for the outro we today? We have to have a sexy song. We can That's do. what I was telling her. Ari Lennox, BMO. Yo, no, 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 no. Choke, that choke song. What choke is <laughs> Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. She got I a do choke. like that one. Okay, well, we got We got a guest too, so let's see what she say. Oh, That'll okay. give us three songs. What song would you say? You said a sexy song. Um, something that you listen to or I was looking at your page the other day and you said you go to your little cran- nook and cranny and you write sometimes oh, what, do you, you have songs that you actually <laughs> listen to when you do that I've got one you got one too? No. I play it in here all the time what though. song he better not play no genuine I knew it oh genuine <laughs> I can tell by the way he yeah. said it when he's like I got a song <laughs> so I think my newest obsession is a song by Janae Iko called Pussy Fairy. Mm-hmm. I saw I that. Like I've got that I just one posted that you yesterday. Do? Play that. Yeah. Play a little that bit of it because right I've never there? heard it. That's yeah. a good song. Pussy Fairy. Yeah. You have to Pussy listen fairy. to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I get high before I record with y'all. <laughs> it says the movie. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Boy, you back. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship too. Suck his dick, don't pacify. Well, okay, I got that too. But <laughs> I was not supposed to be on the mic. I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. This is Big Mama's. Uh, oh God, porn cheek. <laughs> So 270 was going to be something different, but we messed up. I messed up. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Spider. Being accountable. A a round of applause if you have that round of applause for her. She's holding herself accountable, and he gave you that sad ass. And then thank you for using that one. because Yeah, that's the one she used with me the last time. So this is episode 270. This is a Freaky Friday episode. We haven't done one in a while. Um, We have a few guests in the building. First off, we have Miss Casey Polite, the sex therapist from, what part of town are you from? McKinney. McKinney. McKinney, Texas, the northern part of Dallas, the suburb area. Mm. We also have the Negro, formerly known as the franchise. This nigga came in today and called himself Francis. I think think it's because. The most hated. I think it's because it's a Freaky Friday episode (laughs) and we have the beautiful Casey Polite in here. And he's just trying to use a different. And it's Black History Month. It is Black History Month. Everybody has a black shirt on in here. So we do do appreciate that. Indeed. Miss Casey Polite. Yes. Frank told me about you. And he said, hey, man. You had Shauna Monahan on one episode. Mm-hmm. We were talking sex therapy. And he was like, I've been following this person on Instagram. She dives into some good information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's black. Not being funny, you know we don't discuss it amongst right. the black community enough. Right. When And when I say discuss it, it by mean sex. Mm-hmm. What got you into wanting to be a sex therapist? <laughs> Do jump right into it. Good question. I think I didn't have a choice, mm. okay. to be honest. Um, so I've been a therapist for... I'm going to age myself, but about 18 years. As long as you don't look the part. Hey, right. You know, we don't crack. <laughs> and she we doesn't. Thank yes. you. Thank you. 
Um, so I've had a wonderful opportunity in my career to work with a lot of different populations mm. and some of the the pressing mental health issues that mm. go on in our community as far as depression and anxiety and things like that. But one of the things that I was finding is that the connection between the sexual self yeah. and who you are was not being talked about. Mm-hmm. And I want more people to experience pleasure. Yeah. So I decided I need to go on a journey and make sure that I'm educated and in a place to work with our people and anyone that wants to work with me. But it it was almost like I didn't have a choice. And I found myself in groups of my friends talking about sex (laughs) all the time. time. Would you feel like you're on an island with that? Because sometimes we've had conversations with Mm -hmm. people to where if you are a person who's like sex is free flowing through you, mm-hmm. you're okay with it. You like to talk about Open it. You know how to please yourself. Yeah. Like sometimes you're the only one speaking up. I find myself a lot of times in circles speaking up and nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you get people to engage with you now through therapy or through conversations like this to have the real conversation about sex, the lack thereof, and being, I guess, actually totally satisfied with the act? So I think it's important to normalize it. Like the same way we talk about what are you going to have for dinner tonight? Yeah. Should be the same way we talk about, so how do you want to have your pleasure today? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think my role is really to be that voice to say everything that you've learned before today yeah. about sex, Throw you have to trash window. it. Yeah. Wow. You have to trash it and you have to redefine it for yourself. Yeah. And that's what I like to help people do. So you're a, you're a, you call yourself a, is it a pleasure pusher? pusher. Yes. Pleasure pusher. Yes. Very, very high on pleasure. That's awesome. Maybe that's the name of the podcast. Pleasure, pleasure pusher. pusher. Make a note of <laughs> that, please. It is. Yes. So that'll be the name of the podcast. Perfect. So you, so you said you were um, a therapist, mm-hmm. a mental health therapist. So how much, I mean, I would imagine that areas outside of sex, like how much did sex or just the sexual self have an effect on like other areas of like, say, therapy and mental health? hundred percent. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, so when you talk about relationship satisfaction, Mm -hmm. if you're not satisfied in your relationship, as far as communication is Mm -hmm. concerned, if you're managing physical or mental health issues, sex is going to be impacted. Right. Always. If you're stressed, sex is going to be impacted. If you have a new diagnosis and you're taking medication, sex is going to be impacted. right. Right. I mean, there's so many things that play a huge role in our experiences sexually. Um, And in the medical community, there's all this research that says that a doctor may spend less than 36 seconds talking to you about how your, your physical health is impacting sex. Doctors never talk about sex. I often, and this is a a straight to the point question with sex. If you're in a relationship or in a marriage, how many times a week do you feel like it takes to have a healthy sexual sexual relationship? Or do you feel like it's just determined based on those couples? It's couple specific. But a lot of times it's so different because people in couples are two different people. You yes. know what I'm saying? Oftentimes you have the high sex drive and then the person is like every now and again. Mm-hmm. How do you make stuff like that work? Because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I was looking at your your bio and you that's part of it, like helping couples with sex therapy. And one of the questions, mm-hmm. I, I'll just jump to this question. One of the guys asked me, um, he said, hey, ask her about how do you, if you want to try something new with your partner, mm-hmm. how do you have that conversation if that mm-hmm. person may not be receptive? Mm-hmm. Okay, so before I touch on that, I want to comment on what the first thing you said about mismatched desire. Mm -hmm. So it's very normal for both people to not have the same level of desire at the same time um, throughout the course of the relationship. So 
there has to be an understanding and a communication about when you're at that place of having a high desire, when mm-hmm. your partner is not feeling comfortable talking about yeah. it um, in order to work with each other. Cause usually the person that has the lower drive naturally feels rejected yeah. when you're not necessarily rejecting rejected, them, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's, where you are at that time in your life. How do you make that work though? Cause, cause like you say, that's truly what happens. Mm-hmm. So that person may feel rejected, but also on the other hand, the other person probably feels like maybe I'm not enough or that person doesn't want me, mm-hmm. which is why communication again is important. It's huge. It is. And that's why intimacy is so important. So it's not all about penetration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest yeah. here. Okay. I like so, a good knee rub. No question. <laughs> you like a good knee rub. Yeah. I didn't think behind, I liked stuff like that. I mean, because the skin, 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 skin to skin. Like that. That's well, what you, it is to me. Well, you know that the, the, I mean, of course, the skin is the, the largest sexual organ we have in our body. A yeah. lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize that. So mm-hmm. when you talk about intimacy, you know, I was having a conversation the other day about foreplay and it's like, well, what is foreplay? I'm like, foreplay is everything. Yeah. That's right. You know, like, like I was going to ask you actually that question, just from your opinion, when you have conversations with um, your clients and you discuss intimacy, you discuss foreplay, mm-hmm. you know, what are the, the, the extremes or the boundaries or the, the, the boundaries that people have in their minds about what that is foreplay? Mm. So the stuck point for people with foreplay is that it is preparing you for intercourse. Right. We have to eliminate that thought process mm. um, because so foreplay true. should not be so goal directed. Yeah. Right. It goal really directed. should be about a pleasure focus. If we focus on the pleasure, then the core play, which is going to happen after the foreplay, mm. is going to kind of naturally evolve into that. Mm -hmm. It's not these very distinct things that are happening, but we put them into boxes Mm -hmm. just like there's afterplay, but nobody talks about what happens after the orgasm, right? There's still time (laughs) for intimacy and connection, but somebody's either asleep or, you know, want to get some munchies or (laughs) smoking on something, you know? So, Man. We have to really understand how all of that is fluid. Do you have one week, one day, a, a <laughs> month that you, if we wanted to say, hey, this is the uh, Casey Polite mm-hmm. hour. I'm second. honored. Because I'm trying to. Let's be, make that work. We literally been trying to work on stuff like that because not only, like she probably told you when she was uh, talking about bringing you on the show, we can be raunchy, but a lot of times I told her, I said, I also want people to be able to learn something. Yes. Exactly. Like it's good to be fun and be, you know, be raunchy, right. but that's like sex too. You have making love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some people want to be fucked. That's right. And some pe- it's just like a slow grind and, or yes. intimacy without it. Mm-hmm. Yes. A good hand on the knee. Yeah, yeah, you're right. just a little rough. Listen, it's a menu of options right. here, right? Nobody's exploring them like they should though. Right. No, like when not. I hear people talk about, like even when you think about, uh, we had Secret Life of Tushy on a couple of episodes back. And she was saying when it comes to foreplay and sex and all these different things, it's a plethora of things that men can do to women. Mm-hmm. But we only limit the women to oral sex, us penetrating you. Right. No yep. ass play, no tying yep. up, mm-hmm. no choking, no yep. blindfold. Right. Dude, <laughs> we need dudes to be able to open up to that, too. And I think they need to understand that doing certain acts with women does not make you gay. Correct. It makes you mm. gay by doing those acts with the same sex of person. Mm. Depending on who you talk to. because That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's people who don't even subscribe to even those labels. Exactly. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't want no label. That's the best way to be. Like, yeah. I mean, not, I'm not gender fluid. Okay, yeah. Let's don't like, get well, twisted. Look, I'm like, hey, yes. I have to make breaking news. Yes, no. There ain't no breaking news. <laughs> Let's be clear on that. 
I know you do the sexual therapy with people. Do you also work with people who may have had went through a traumatic experience with sex, like rape or yes, I don't want to say victim, but like somebody who had who a rape survived. incident. It was, right. Yeah, rape survivors. Yes. So how do you deal with those people? Because I know their minds, it's a little bit hard to penetrate when you've uh, experienced a trauma. So I think for people who have survived a traumatic experience, they have to be aware of their triggers, okay. right? And they have to be empowered to communicate that to their partner mm. because the other person has no idea. Um, and it depends on what part of the relationship that they may want to reveal that information. Yeah. Um, so there's getting over shame, mm -hmm. guilt. Some people take responsibility for the trauma that happened to them and mm -hmm. they don't need to own that. So there's a lot of things that we have to work through yeah. so that they can kind of own their own pleasure. How mm. important is it for people to that? How Everybody important is it for people to, to own their that. own pleasure? Mm -hmm. And going with what I was about to ask, how important is it for people to like, when you go into a doctor and you want them to diagnose you, a lot of times they ask specific questions and we are not going to answer them because we don't want to tell them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. How important is it when you come to therapy for help with the sexual relationship or just on your own to be honest with them? Like if you like being choked or you like choking, like you got to be able to tell a person that. Right. But I feel like it's a lot of people are in relationships to where they're in them. They want something, but they're not even willing to ask their partners for it ask. because mm -hmm. they feel like ashamed of the mm -hmm. things that they want. Mm -hmm. Have you dealt with someone like that before? All the time. All the time. How do you deal? Like, All I feel time. like I was one of those people. Mm -hmm. Like, it was certain things I liked, and I was just like, yo, this seems extreme. Right. <laughs> but think about saying? it. Why did you think it was extreme? Because nobody else does it or talks about mm -hmm. it. That's the that's the point. So as level. a therapist, my responsibility is to make sure when you sit in front of me, there is no judgment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Period. So you have to create that space. And so once someone's comfortable talking to me about it, they're now empowered to talk to to the partner. To the partner. Mm -hmm. I awesome. just think it's important, man, because you and but I also think it's important to where when you if say, for instance, like if you talk to your wife and you tell her something, I think it's important for her also not to overreact or make you feel weird right. if it's something mm -hmm. that you want to try. Right. Just say, no, nah, I don't know if I'm with that. Mm -hmm. But I think that's dangerous, too, because there's certain things that people just not going to do. Exactly. Very it's, true. It's, but it's important that this is the communication to have that kind of conversation. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if you're with your partner and you're discussing something as I mean, as important as sex, sex is probably most one of the most important things in a relationship. Yes. But you have to get to that point where, like, we keep talking about communication. Both people understand the value of communication as and it sex. relates to sex, as it relates yeah. to finance or whatever the family um, so I had a question about when you just some of the common things that you deal with, because I, I, I would imagine mm -hmm. that there are a lot of roadblocks that affect sex, like relationship type of things that, that take place that affect the sex. So what mm -hmm. are some of the common challenges like um, that couples have that affect their sex life? I think shame plays a big part. Mm. Um, really, it comes from our baggage from our past. Right. Right. So what you bring in from a previous relationship and managing that in yeah. the relationship, mm -hmm. um, feeling judged. Um, sometimes there's one partner who's had more sexual experience than somebody else. Yeah, that's normally the man. Mm. Well, the same well, in the in the south. Yeah, I'll say yeah. the yeah. South, it depends. Yeah, yeah. So Southern I bells. think being able to manage through that and feel like you can trust your partner with your information mm. is important. Yeah. Okay. Follow up question. Yes. <laughs> just how important? Just speaking freely. Okay. Overall, how important is the body count? It's not important. It's not important at all to me. <laughs> it's not important. Give me a freaking. I don't care. When I was young and ignorant, 
I remember one time this Puerto Rican girl I was trying to talk to, we, she, the body count came up. And at that time, I think I was like at five. And she was like 25. And I was like, damn, you 27, though. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? We that calculated like 20, in a different yeah, way. Yeah, we Men calculated do. in a different way. Like, we damn, really you do. had a different body on you almost since you've been alive. <laughs> Even though you weren't fucking when you had a pamp on. But that's how you think. Mm-hmm. Right, right, but right. when I got older, I was just like, a woman who's had those partners, to me, I'm like, at least you know what you want. Right. You know you like You know sex. your body. You know your body. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's my thing because at this point in my life, I'm like, I like to do certain things. I want to be able to speak freely about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I want somebody who's experienced enough to understand that and maybe even push me. Because mm. sometimes teaching is very difficult because you find yourself, you're here and you're always trying to pull somebody to here. Right. And that gets exhausting. No mm-hmm. question. So, so okay, I'm, I'm not going to dominate this, I promise That's okay. You. Wait, before, before you say yeah, that, okay. I just want to add a comment Thank to you. that. Because there's a stigma... <laughs> for women to have had a lot of sexual partners, right? And so I've literally heard men say she's used up mm-hmm. or they want to feel like they're putting something down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. want to really have to, now I got to compare it to the 27 mm-hmm. people that came right. before me. Or the right? 200. Or whatever the number may whatever be. Whatever the number may be. <laughs> right. So it's okay for men to yeah. have a larger count. Yes. But for women, mm-hmm. you're automatically seen as a hoe, mm-hmm. loose and having issues because you have more yeah. sexual experience. I also think it's That's how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. It's women. So if if it's a woman who got a sixty or seventy five piece body count, mm-hmm. I'm fine by that, as long as you don't act like a woman <laughs> that has a two hundred and fifty. <laughs> like in, a, in like being Amber Rose is amazing in Hollywood. Right. Sure. Being yeah, Amber Rose like, in everyday life, life and work, yeah. niggas ain't wifing that. Mm-mm. You know not what I'm saying? They, I mean, so it's one of those things to where it's like, and not saying anything is wrong with Amber Rose. Right. I'm just not saying it's different mm-hmm. types of women and different level, you know, of women for different men. I don't woman, I want a woman who looks the part of a 200 body count. Mm. I don't think a woman wants a man who looks the part of a 200 body count. It's a lot to deal with in a relationship. It is. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's not a deal breaker. But it's, but it's it all be about how you got the body count. It right? is. So the problem is God, it's an you, issue. Man, look at here. If it's all about <laughs> yeah, how it, you got the body how count. How did you get them? So mm. what was your motivation for every person that you slept with? Were you broken? Mm. Were you searching for validation? Right. Those mm. are the ones. I don't that's, I don't want that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want the ones who are empowered, mm-hmm. who are clear in who they are as a sexual being. And why they did it. They were wanting these experiences. They had clear sexual connections with people, some long-term relationships, some not. That's okay. No I don't judgment. feel so bad now. No, you, you know what I'm saying? Man. So it's really, that's what it's about. What is it that you're seeking <laughs> when you want to have a sexual experience? Mm-hmm. Really when you're preaching, man. when you're coming from a place of lack, yeah, mm-hmm. that's when there's dysfunction, mm-hmm. deficiency, right? Mm-hmm. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that that is a very difficult conversation to have mm-hmm. in a relationship. What yeah. do you say to the people who say sex ain't everything? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you get sixty, I ain't sixty, right? No, no, no. This thing gonna work a while. Oh, yeah, a I got, long I got a good, it's still shooting. I got a good no, forty years. Yeah, yeah so, seventy. So it's like when people say, "Oh, it's not." It, Life is the longest, shortest thing that we have. When people are like life is short, man, this has been a long thirty-seven years. Exactly, a long yeah, thirty-seven and want, years, and bro. I want thirty-seven more. You know what I'm and saying? Thirty-seven more after that. And you got dudes who are having kids and getting women pregnant at fifty and sixty, and mm-hmm. you talking about it's not important. So imagine Ooh. being in a relationship where you're getting C minus sex for twenty years, Ooh. and then they'll say, "Oh, he's a, he's been cheating." I understand. Mm-hmm. It don't make it right. 
But it's like, what do you do to those people? Because there's so many people. My mom used to say that all the time. Find you a good one, mom. If this ain't this ain't this ain't this. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do that. It ain't everything. It is. Oh yeah, actually, it is. Yeah. Good sex. I tell. I just posted on Instagram the other day. At this age, mm-hmm. if a man gets up and drives across town to have sex with a woman, he either really loves you or you got some good shit. Right. Yeah. How, how about how, how about if he hops on a plane? A plane. Ooh, like I'm not serious. getting in a car driving across town for subpar sex. No, no, no. I'm not. not. No, at least you're gonna come here for that. Exactly. <laughs> But it's like, I, I mean, I, sex will make you do things. And men are simple. <laughs> Women try to complicate us. Look attractive or aesthetically pleasing to that person because, right, I mean, beauty isn't by the beholder. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Sex and somebody to stroke the ego. The same thing women need, we need. Exactly. Y'all like to be told you're beautiful, this and this and that. Yeah, your hair's Dudes pretty. like the same shit. Right. Even if they don't know it, they like it. I agree. Yeah, no question. What else you got? Frank? So this is, got this is so I had a question. No, so so I know you. I'm, I'm back to your clients now. Yes. So how many? Because I think that in conversations that we've had on yeah. the podcast about sex, what comes up for us as men is dealing with women who don't even know their own bodies. Mm-hmm. So how much of your um, your work is working with women to learn their bodies, and and what does that look like? A lot of my work is around that, mm-hmm. um, because again, women weren't taught about mm-hmm. their own sexual organ. Like, you know, in fifth grade, the boys go on one side, the girls go on the yeah, other side. Yeah. They're going to show a picture of a penis. Yeah. Men are going to understand their sex organ. Mm-hmm. The girls, we're not getting any information about a vulva, vulva a vagina, clitoris. your clitoris, that most of the clitoris is actually internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that, that out until a couple of years ago. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's very unfortunate. It is. So, I, and and a, we don't know until you tell us some of right, this stuff. Right. That's why we like professionals in the building. So a lot of it is education mm-hmm. um, because we can't expect somebody to work something they have that they don't know what they have. Very true. Mm. And then when you get two people together that don't know how to work their own thing. That's, that's a, a catastrophe. <laughs> Interesting. That Interesting. is a catastrophe. It why is. do you feel like, okay, have, okay, you're married, right? Yes. Uh, black husband? Yes. What are your thoughts on interracial dating? <laughs> That's some water right here. So, um, I'm slightly reformed in that okay. area. And so okay. I want to start that off because I think I used to belong to the club of black women that really struggled yeah. mm-hmm. with it. Okay. Um, which is interesting because I grew up in an interracial home. Mm. Okay. So my stepfather is Caucasian. Okay. My mother is very brown skin, much browner than me. Um, so most people thought that they were my parents because yeah, I'm because you're light skin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So historically, I've had to struggle with proving my blackness mm-hmm. yeah. to my peers because of that. Like I got a black daddy though, yeah. y'all. Come yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. you know, right? But I mean, why do I have to do that, right? right? right. So I say all that to say that. I I struggled for a while wanting to celebrate black love, appreciating the love that they have. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But wanting for myself and for other people to really be able to cherish that. So I I was hating for a while. I'm going to have to be honest. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I was was hating for a while. Um, But I think now I'm at a, at a better place of understanding that people are going to make the choices that they feel they need to make for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my opinion of that doesn't matter. Do you think sexuality is different between black women, white women, and like Mexican cultured women? The perception is yes. Okay. 
if the perception is yes, then that means some point of it is yes. Mm. Why do you feel that is? Because I've had the conversation and I always bring it up when I have a professional in the building. Mm -hmm. When black men mess with black women, it seems like it's harder to find a mate that can match your sexuality or the freaky things that you want to try and do. But if you get a white girl or a Mexican girl, it's like it's on deck Mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. Anything you have to tell them. No, no, no. Sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why is that a difference? And you anytime I ever ask a black woman that I did this morning asking friends before I came here. And every black woman always says is we have not always owned the narratives of our bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, you goes back to the Sarah Bartom thing. Very true. Which I do understand that. I feel like black men were over-sexualized, too, mm-hmm. as bucks. You know, mm-hmm. we were hung when they used to hang us. They castrated us mm-hmm. because the penis was bigger than theirs. Exactly. They couldn't have that up there. No, no, no. So it's like we've went through some of the same things. And in my mind, I guess how long do we use? To me, sometimes it seems as an excuse to not do the things that we need to do or the work that needs to be done to get us to a level of being able to be the damn near perfect couple. Because mm-hmm. if you can sexually take care of your man, your man will be at home. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to it seems like it's always an issue with black on black. And I tell people if it's 100,000 niggas saying that white girls get down and Mexican women get down and not so much black women, it's some truth to that narrative if we keep yelling this shit. Mm -hmm. So how do we rectify that? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people look at it as you don't love your women. No, it's not that. We just want to be satisfied. We want to be catered to in a sense. And we need to be doing those same things and giving women something to be submissive to. Yes. But there are women who you can give them something to be submissive to and they still are not willing to do those things. So as a black woman, when you're marginalized, right, and you're over sexualized, Mm -hmm. it's hard to love yourself. Yes. So to expect a man to love you when you can't bring that. Yeah. You're already at a disadvantage. True. So it makes it difficult. Um, and I think also we have to think about culturally the the black matriarchs of the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex was a sin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, there was no room to say, I feel a certain way or I want to experience pleasure. It's like, no, you got to work. You got to do that. We have to overcome all these. Right. Th- there yeah. wasn't a place for it. Yeah. So it's difficult, I think, for black women to be free. In their mm. pleasure. Free, How do we the get word. there, though? Yeah. I guess because I'm looking at I'm looking for a solution. Because yes. there's too many times where, like, in my personal experiences, I've been with women that were amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the sex or the intimacy, it lacked. And what I used to try to tell people, I was like, if you work on intimacy, it leads to great sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. but if you just having sex or it's awkward or you have to plan it, like, intimacy is me coming in, in my opinion hand on the knee or me coming in while you cooking, <laughs> slap on the ass, me complimenting you, being mm-hmm. close to you, touching, right, right, skin to skin, bit, doing something. Mm-hmm. And it can lead to things or no depending on how you hold that person at night. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just being up under that person, not all the time, but just catching moments. Like they had them Cialis commercials where they'd say, take that pill and with the hour, <laughs> right. catch it, be ready for the moment. Right, right, right. You got to be just ready just for be the prepared, moment. And yeah. a lot of people don't be prepared or they see those moments passing them by. But you know, the, the other thing about it though, they just, I mean, obviously, you know, I've been around a little bit, you know, and I've learned and I've evolved in this area, just understanding the importance of that connection. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Just being able to connect with a person non-sexually, uh, but physically, it does lead to better sex. Because, yes. Because like what, what I've understand and what I've learned to understand is that, you know, sex, although it's a physical act, 
what makes it good is everything that's not physical about everything it. Everything that's you know not. What I'm saying? Very true. How much you care about that person, what you think yeah, about that person. Yeah. Honestly, if you care about a person, you try your damnness to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Like, not me. If I'm just having sex with a random girl, it's like, I want them to get a nut. Cool. Right. You get your. Yeah, I want I mean, you to we both talk about me. But know? if it's a girl I truly care about, mm-hmm. that's right. cut for me, that looks out for me, like, I'm trying to make sure that you get yours, but like, you feel the like, love. Yes. Like, you should be able to feel it. Like, if I kiss your forehead or I lean my head to your head, mm-hmm. like, you should feel an energy. Something. You should have mm-hmm. a perfect, the way bodies are created, if you find the right person or if you line, align with each mm-hmm. other intimacy-wise and sexual that person should be able to just lean into you and fit. Right. Mm-hmm. In some kind of way, whether like it's on gun. the couch, whether it's in the bed, <laughs> like, it literally should fit. It's like a puzzle piece. It exactly. is. Mm-hmm. If you have no connection exactly. and you don't have a lean in to where y'all connect at someone, what do you have? Mm-hmm. I don't nah. care about people's money. I don't care about how fat your ass is, how much breast you got. None of that matters. When you see good looking men a lot of times with women who people be like, oh, he could do better. Mm-hmm. She's doing something intimately or something to make him feel like this is home mm-hmm. to where you got a fat ass and all of this other shit. But this big girl or this skinny girl or this white girl or whoever, they're doing something and the things that I need. They hear me when I say I need this. Right. And, and they implement it. And, and the thing is, you're talking about something to me like like when I compare my you know, uh, 45 year old self. I'm 45. Very proud of it. Um, <laughs> to the, yeah, we actually have the same birthday. Yeah, exactly. I same know. day and everything. Probably That's came great. out at the same time. Probably Shut came out at the same time. 825 PM. But, uh, but, but when, but as I compare my 25 year old self to my 45 year old self, the one thing that I understand about my, about me is that everything was physical. Yeah. Back in the day. Like yeah. when it came to sex, it was all physical. Yeah. It was like, okay, you got a big booty, you got nice cities, how you know how to kiss, yeah. you got a fat ass, whatever. It was all physical. But now, when you look at things like that, like you understand yeah. that what makes this a pleasurable act is all this other stuff, the connection. How does she think? How does she How does she stroke the back of my neck? That's what bro? I was how about to cook my food and I shit. got invited to a bar one day, bro, <laughs> and I went out to the bar, and this girl, I knew the girl liked me, but I didn't know to what extent. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have sex with her, but when I got to the bar, she was late. And I was like, okay, I'm waiting. She came in 20 minutes late. And I was like, okay, this is a waste of my time. But when she came in, she literally rushed her hand, like brushed her hands across my shoulder. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm late. And she kissed me on the cheek. And I was like, hey, you straight. Yeah, you good. <laughs> Take a seat. Late, girl. You just yeah. be right on time. It's those things. <laughs> yes. Touches. Little her things. smelling good. Yeah. Her oh, touching yeah. you. Her, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you're like, yo, I'm not even really worried about this no more. Right. It's those little things that. Like a woman says, cast a spell on him. That's what y'all doing. Yeah, witches. You witches cast, dangerous. Ca- cast a spell on your man and he'll do what you need him to do. Man. What is that spell? Intimacy is that spell. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. know what? It's emotional stability and maturity. It is maturity. true. To get there. That is true. Yes. I'm just now getting there. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like a lot of people tell me, even Ortiz, she's like, you're a lot nicer now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've always been nice, but I feel like it's more so of I think about other people. Right. You're I was very You're selfish mature. to where I was like, yo, I'm just, I don't care. Right. But now it's like, okay, if I get into it with somebody or if it's a disagreement, when I hang up, I'm like, how important was this shit? Yeah. All right. I'll, so I'm willing to call back in 15 minutes as opposed to in two weeks where I'm like, yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> where you been? <laughs> That's that growth, man. I, That's look emotional it. maturity. Your, 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 your evolution, uh, I can see it, man. It's very clear. Shut up. I'm just saying. Be quiet. Yeah. I'm just so with this, how does do you are you ever able to use some of what you teach other people in your relationship, or do you test certain things in your own relationship before you know presenting it to some of your clients? Yes and no. Okay. So I would say my own personal sexual liberation journey has played a part in why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. Right? Because I remember being in a space of not speaking up for my own needs. 
um, being in a place of my pleasure was really second. Yeah. Mm. So once I went through that journey, then I was like at the top of the mountaintop, like, hey, yeah, right. like everybody. there's a lot yeah. that yeah. we're missing here. But how do you get to that point? Because there's a lot of women out there like that. Mm-hmm. So how would they get to that point of saying, hey, yeah, I want to please you, but I also need you to do a few things for me right. as well. Because it is hard for women to find their voice a lot of times yeah. with the people that they care about. Yeah. They have to want it. Mm. They have to be open to challenging the the things that they've learned in the past. Because when you introduce something new, it's going to challenge what you thought you knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's hard new for information, people. Yeah. yeah, that's hard for people. I mean, I have women now that sit on my couch and literally say, as being married, they have a hard time sucking dick. Okay. Come on, man. Because... Nah, because yeah. the message that they received is that only hoes do right. that. Right, yeah. hoes do that. Right, no, baby, like as a wife, you don't do that. But I mean, that message. Yeah, that's true, though. Is that's real true. Ingrained. So we have to understand that there's an erosion that happens in our thought process mm-hmm. by miseducation. And some men don't even. I've known. I've even known men that's like, yo, I don't want my girl giving me head, but they'll get head from somebody else. Exactly. I'm like, what I the fuck are you I talking just, about, bro? No, no, no question. You would let somebody else do it, but you won't let your girl do it. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And, and nah, that cock bro. worship, man. With some. That's what cool. I'm saying. It's a different thing. It's. I, I don't rings. understand. Trust is everything. I understand that. But I think in order to, I, for me personally, in order to save or have more black successful marriages, the communication with intimacy and sex has it's to start taking place. It's, it's, yeah. it need, they need to have, to me, they need to have more of those conversations. And this might sound crazy, but like in, um, you know, premarital kind of classes, yeah. they need to really spend more time there. Yeah. Oh, it's you know? not talked about. That's what, at all. No. Yeah. Really? No. Like, oh. I've never been married, so I don't no, know anything. No. I mean, you talk about finances and all that other kind of stuff. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, they don't talk about they it. About no sex. I mean, mm-hmm. they, might, they might say, uh, you know, on a level of one to ten, where is your sexual? And then that's it. There's no other discussion. Yeah. Are you know these I mean? church premarital people? Or are you talking about Usually. like going to? Okay. Usually. I would Usually. never go to a church for premarital <laughs> sex. And no offense to people counseling. like that, but I would never. Mm-hmm. And not, I mean, yeah, premarital counseling. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. yeah, premarital sex. You see, premarital sex. <laughs> I would never. You going to hell? Boy. I would never go. Like, because I, I, I think people need to understand. So I, I said it before on the podcast. Before people always be like, "Bro, you talk so straight. How do you talk to your eighteen year old niece about sex? Straight. Mm-hmm. I just told her last year. If he got a big dick, that don't mean he's good with it. <laughs> if he got a small one, that don't mean he can't he work it. With it right. If right. he's good looking and he's athletic and playing sports, mm-hmm. that don't mean he's going to be good to you. Mm-hmm. That ain't always the guy you want. Right. The nerdy guy that ain't nobody paying attention to in high school, that's the nigga you may want to be nice to because he's probably going to be something. Down. <laughs> right. I'm teaching her the real game that nobody's teaching. Teach Learn right. your own vagina. That's make right. him wear a rubber regardless. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like learning all those things, teaching her all those things. When you wash your body, do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soak that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some people get her steam. people be like a lot of dudes are quick to jump around from girl to girl and i'm like bro women have this thing everybody smells different but i'm not so quick to jump into something with a girl because sense means something oh they mean a lot. like a, a man if you start fucking with my nose it's a problem yeah, i don't care how you look i don't care what you look like and yeah. sometimes the beautiful women be the ones where you like nobody's told you because you're so fine right that's Nobody. crazy that's right scary. isn't that crazy but again it's true though who is teaching our young girls mm-hmm. how to care for their bodies? Right. They're not. They're not. So what is your, when when you got into doing the sex therapy, what was your mission? Like what is the, or what is your mission still to this day? What is it that you want to accomplish with these couples or with these individuals who are trying to better their sexual lives? Mm. 
So I think the primary thing is to normalize sex and pleasure, right? I literally want this to be a topic of conversation at Thanksgiving with your family. <laughs> it should be. Okay. It should be just as normal <laughs> as you talk about, I want my niece and nephew to go to college and how important education is and yeah. all these other conversations you have about finances and Roth RAs and mm -hmm. all this other stuff. Yeah. We need to talk about pleasure and intimacy and make it normal. So that is a huge huge mission of mine even when we talk Pleasure even push. when we have the uh That's even right. when we have the you know freaky fridays a mm -hmm. lot of times we'll have people they be like oh man you tripping like if you talk <laughs> about any kind of anal play or like like even people like giving oral sex it's like who wants a dry blowjob nah if you're not making a mess, that's the thing too. Anytime I become intimate with somebody, if it's serious, like I'm sending you videos. Like I can explain to you, but let me show you better than I can that's tell what I'm you. Talking about when you send something. Wait, at what point do you like? Is it after? I mean, is it more of like instruction or? It's more of here's, a. Here's an idea of what I like. It it is, but oh. and and you say at what point? I've never. Anytime I'm dating somebody, I don't bring up sex. Okay. Like when a woman right. kind of dips her toe in something or asks me a question about something. It goes there naturally. Okay. You know, some dudes want to send dick pics. I ain't that yeah, person. No, no, no. Like, I'm not that dude that's doing all of that crazy shit. I'm just having a good time conversation. Okay. Once we start vibing and gelling, okay. the conversation's going to come. Yeah, if, a girl, if you vibing and gelling and a girl leaning to you, she may feel a little something one time, and then the conversation may come a week later. Mm -hmm. But that's how I roll with it to where when she okay. brings it up, I know that there is a comfort level. Mm -hmm. Like, sending videos, I mean, for me, the times I've done that, it's been after being with somebody or talking to them at least a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I want them to know me, too, to where it's like, you send a video, they're like, yo, this nigga, he's wild. <laughs> <laughs> what they say uh there was a meme that was like if guys saw my porn hub man there's no way i could my search engine there's no way i could get into heaven right. so it's like i'm i'm just an open person like i look at anything i watch anything so I, I for me if i'm really getting into sex and wanting this person to understand me like if i say hey i like this well, what do you how do you what do you mean well let me send you something because i can't really paint the picture until i send it i can say hey i like it sloppy and they may just be like, oh, a little drizzle. Yeah, yeah, no, I need, drizzle. To, no, 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 no. I need to send you something <laughs> yeah. real quick. Check this out. Let me hit you with the XNXX.com. Listen, some people Check are visual learners. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. So yeah. you need that. It's no, because it's no mis, it's no misunderstanding if I send you something. Right. You can't. I've never used that tactic, but that's a great tactic. You have to. people are visual. Yeah. You and, can and only explain so much. Do something that's a little tasteful. Until you get to know them, though. you <laughs> yeah, can't they, give them your. Oh you, yeah, you can't. You got to give them back. your. You can't just be like, yo. You may want to be like, hey. <laughs> you just got to send them one. But the good thing about two sex, when I try to tell people with porn, a lot of people look at porn and they look at it as disgusting. Mm -hmm. I get that. I can't watch certain things. But what I think people can take from porn is just like I tell people who who don't have a. Um, who don't know how to gauge what they want to do in a relationship. You see stuff on TV. Mm -hmm. If you watch shows like uh, Queen Sugar, mm -hmm. how they show family and, and, and exude family in there, mm -hmm. how they show Ralph Angel loving on other women or women catering to him. Like, if you don't know how to do it, it's right there. Right. If you sure. want to learn something, like you said, if you want it, you can find out how to do it. No question. Yeah. That's but you I have to that. give yourself permission to do that. <sighs> that's the key. I think that's weird when you say that, because in my mind, I'm like, how do you give yourself permission? In my mind, I'm just like, I do what I want to do. Maybe that's why I've gotten in trouble so much in my life. Well, you give yourself permission. That's what I'm well, saying. So you understand. I have an open hall pass. Yeah, not everybody But does. there's people that don't yeah. give themselves permission. How do you give yourself permission? As a woman, how would you, because in order to do this, you had to give yourself permission, I'm sure. So I had to not care how people look right. at my choice to do this. Yeah. Right? I had to be confident that this is something that I believe I need to do, yeah. want to do, and what other people think about it doesn't matter. So I'm showing myself kindness and grace yeah. by giving myself permission. That reminds me of, the, uh, what episode was that, the lady we interviewed from uh, Detroit? 
was married to the Shaka dude. Oh, yeah. And she was like, I had to Anthony give him Robert. grace. She was mm-hmm. basically talking about giving him grace and giving herself grace to mm-hmm. be able to do certain things. I don't know. Certain, I, I get it. This is why she's here, because it's a <laughs> yeah. different perspective. For mm-hmm. me, I think when people listen, they always just be like, bro, you do whatever the hell you want to do. And my thing or my motto is I always tell people, ride your own dick sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cheer your, you know, push yourself on, cheer yourself on, do what you want to do. I, we just talked the other day and I said, it's crazy how people don't do things that they literally have control of doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before you were 25, you you know, or 18, you couldn't drink, you couldn't go buy a cigarette, you couldn't get into clubs. Now at this age, you can do whatever you want to do and you still and you don't do things do and you choose not to do it. If you're not living, if you haven't had experiences, it's because you're choosing not to do so. But that's, uh, I was just having a conversation earlier and, and just like, as she said, I understand the concept of giving, giving yourself permission and mm-hmm. you understand it well because you've always given yourself permission yeah. or you've gotten to that point. I've gotten to that point. Like now I'm just awesome. Yo, this is just me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When people start asking, Frank, why do you, do you dye your hair and why you got your beard? Well, I'm like, yo, this is because I choose yeah. to. And I'm not really worried about the stories you're telling. I'm not, I'm not adopting <laughs> the stories that you're telling me about yeah. what I about look you like should what do. I do. You know what I mean? But, but there are a lot of people my age, your age mm-hmm. that still, well, what is what is Artesia gonna think? Yeah. What is Spider gonna think if I mm-hmm. wear my hair like this or if I chew on a stick? You know what I'm saying? Like people be worried about <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I'm serious. And you know, we talk about sexually. Yeah. You know, again, even in a relationship, what mm-hmm. it, what is? And I know that you probably deal with this with a lot of females. Man, if I if I give him my whole repertoire in the first week, is he gonna think I'm a hoe? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Yeah, because there's a platinum package. Yeah. Then you have a platinum package. <laughs> Don't give me your best up front. Let's work up to something. <laughs> See? If you give me your best See up front, you're bro- no. I, but I'm not. I'm not. Every I'm, woman doesn't deserve your platinum package yeah, right, away, right, right away. I mean, you got to just take your time with that thing. <laughs> no man. question. No, you got to be. Aware I, I need a lead up because I tell people all the time, having sex the first time, it may be good, but it's not gonna be great. Right. If somebody says, "Oh my God, I had the, this was amazing or great," to me, I'm like, "That's your first time, and it was great." What what's left now? Right. For me, I'm like it should be something getting better and Build better and better. It's it. very few situations, I, and I've been in some to where it's like the sex just keeps getting better mm-hmm. and better and better. And the reason being is it's all about communication. Right. You have to say what Evolving. you need, what you want in a person. Honestly, if you cut for that person at some point, you're gonna want to do that thing. Like for me, I didn't used to be a person who liked to eat vagina. Mm-hmm. I don't know the proper way. I feel I feel like I'm being cunning. very nasty. You're not because a cunning. You're not a cunning vagina. linguist. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> But it's like, that's how I be thinking. Like, in the beginning, I was like, I didn't want to do that because yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Mm. And there's a stereotype for black men where they be like, right, black men don't eat pussy. Right. Let me stand here today. <laughs> Let me, you know, we do. Yes, we do. But Absolutely. it's we need to learn right. how and what, like you say, right. that the clitoris can be inside mm-hmm. and certain things. And People's bodies are different. And all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, the educational part of it is very important yeah. because just like some women... Um, I, I feel like Cunt it's a, it's, hey, look, that's the old Austin Powell yeah. shit. That's why I say I'd rather just say <laughs> just pussy. Just, it know, sounds better. Terms why does it sound like so that? good when women say that? Women don't like to say pussy, but it's they like, don't. oh my no, God. They don't. That Pharrell part, Pharrell was talking to Annalena Kenna Corbin. And she was like, he was like, just say pussy. And she's like, you like when I say pussy, don't you? And I was, I was, I played, I replayed that shit over and over. I was like, why does it sound so good? <laughs> they talking about their own stuff. Listen, yeah. you, got, you got me sidetracked. I'm sorry, sir. But my point is that I think. If you're an individual, if I'm a man who doesn't know enough about how to please a woman by, uh, you know, giving her mouth sex, then I'm probably not going to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mouth sex. I'm just saying. I'm not in the same thing for a female. A female who is not confident in her 
um, ability to give a good blowjob is probably not going to want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of education, which is something that we don't do. There's a lot of maybe, I mean, who, who feels good about saying, you know what, let me, let me start to research this shit. Let me research right. how to please my brother. How does that sound? You but you I mean? have to sometimes. No, you, you do. You do. Oh, absolutely. Just don't to. tell nobody. Do right. it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Do your yeah. own due diligence and move from there. Yeah. What are the, do you have like a list of like the top three things that, you know, I teach sex couple, uh, you know, uh, couples like the importance of being sexual in a relationship. I know that's not a straight question. <laughs> that's okay. So I was trying to on, look at something and tell you at the same time, but go ahead. I'm that's sorry. okay. Um, I think the first thing is teaching couples how to communicate. Mm. So how do you actually actively listen to your partner? Usually when someone is talking, we're just thinking about what we're going to say next. Mm. True. But you really need to be in a space where if someone says something, you can restate what you heard because you need an opportunity to clarify. Yes. There's a lot of miscommunication going on. Right. And so you might say something and I hear it one way and then I'm like, okay, so what I heard you say and you're like, oh, no, that's that's not what I meant. Yeah. So teaching couples how to um, communicate first because yeah. you have to be able to communicate about simple things like who's picking the kids up and what you're going to eat for dinner before yes. you start communicating about I want you to <laughs> have some anal play Yeah, and yeah. I don't like the way that you lick my clit. Do you teach people stuff like that? Yes. Okay, so listen, man. Okay, I you know what I'm you know what's going on with me right now. I'm trying. It's like I'm trying to be <laughs> modest because I really don't know her. So it's like I'm just trying. But to you be, told me not. I, to I know, be. but it's it's just me because no, it's just me because it's just a respect thing. So it's like okay. until I really right. get to know a person, then I'm like boom. So if a guy has a have you ever had a situation to where it's a couple and a guy wants some kind of anal play or ass play, but he doesn't know how to relay that to his his significant other? And if so, like what is the first thing? I know you got to communicate it, but like how. Is a guy, how do you make us comfortable enough or how do we make ourselves comfortable enough to ask these questions? Mm -hmm. Because for me, like I said, a lot of times in the relationships, I've wanted to do certain things. But like I said, sometimes you feel so out of pocket with some of the shit you say. So it's trying to find that comfort level Mm -hmm. with yourself, kind of like you saying, giving yourself permission. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that for women. Mm. It's not a question. It's just (laughs) top of my head. You were just expelling. Thank you. But the but the question for you are, are I guess uh, something I could pose to you is what are your thoughts on men who like anal play? No penetration. But, you know, maybe the finger, maybe the tongue, no penetration. But, you know, maybe a finger, maybe a tongue, you know, something like that. What are your thoughts on men who want stuff like that? Because some people look at it as saying he's just gay. I think it's a man owning their own pleasure to say, I want to explore other areas on my body to see how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And if I explore that, can I trust you as my partner to not judge me because I want to? Yeah. And do you have a willingness to connect with me in a very intimate way? Yeah. Um, because it can be extremely pleasurable. Mm. Like, why would we not want to experience all the pleasure that there is just because we're afraid of how someone's going to think about us? And this is also how I think people don't think about how people think like yeah. men. Like for me, when I've thought about anything like that, first of all, I'm like, OK, how to being a man, mm-hmm. how are you going to position yourself for that to happen? Mm. That's one. Two. How does that look? Yeah. yeah. Two. You mean it, physically? Yeah, physically. Okay. Like, you know, are you pulling your legs up or are you on your knees on the bed? What does that like, look like? Me, with men being so in strong positions, it's like you have to be vulnerable to allow a woman to no do certain question. things to please you yes, to a certain point. And some of the things that go through a man's head is 
what position. Mm-hmm. Something in your head is one of those things where you may like the shit. Yeah. And you yeah, have yeah. to, I know I've even been in situations where I'm like, what if I actually like this shit? Mm-hmm. What does yeah. it say about me? It, right. d- it says you like it. Right. Exactly. Pleasure. Right? Like we put way yeah, too, too much, much pressure on, on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that to give you yeah. a, a thought process into yeah. possibly how women are. Where women like, oh, you know, I've been in situations where women like, oh, I wanted to do this, but I didn't know how I would look doing it mm-hmm. to you. They were worrying about how they look doing it to me. Or I don't know if it feels good. Well, you're not going to know until you start to continuously do that, get better at it. And then you'll see the process or the progress of being decent mm-hmm. and then being great at it, <laughs> being able right. to only give head from the tip. To, you know, it takes practice yeah, to do all this whole thing. You know see, what I mean? <laughs> the way that we can cure all of this. Yes. Okay, you ready? That's what I've been this waiting This is on. so simple. Let me get my pen out. It's so simple. The way that we can cure this is sex is not a performance. It's not. Okay? But everybody thinks they're on a stage. Mm-hmm. That's why people care about how they look. Or they want the lights right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that thing Hell move yeah. with the lights on. But sex night. is not a performance. <laughs> yeah. It's really a place that you go to experience something right. together. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, it doesn't matter if you look crazy, sound crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to be vocal. There's people who are really quiet during sex sex. and they want to say things, Mm -hmm. but But they they don't know how they're going to sound. There's so many components to this thing. There's so many components. But that's why I say people have to be honest because nobody Mm -hmm. thinks about it. And and everybody acts like they know everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And then have, mm -hmm. have a discussion, you know, like. Really, and I know I'm. Listen again. I'm 45 years old. I'm very confident who I am as an individual. All of that good stuff. So I understand my perspective and the way I speak about these things. Like we need to have a grown person conversation if I like something and we're not doing it. Period. But I understand also when I was 25, I wasn't trying to do all that. But you also, I mean? and so. you also have to have the conversation. I think amongst each other, it's a lot. Like you yeah. say with your homegirls and stuff, you're yes. having those conversations where dialogue. women want to yeah. do something. Like you may have been the person talking in the room about things that you've done. And it may be a homegirl that's like, I want to say something so bad. Yes. But they don't. What they and don't it's like, I can learn from you. You can learn from her. Even yeah. if you are up here and I'm down here, there are still things that can be learned. The reason being, you, when you say that is, if you've had sex with five women, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So what can that other five, those other five women teach each other to make a situation better? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Off that conversation. I don't know. Yeah. I just think people got <laughs> to open up the conversation. It's killing us out here. Listen, it can, is. No, I, fantasies. People need to, you need to talk fantasy, about your a, We didn't even talk about that. Fantasy that's the with show. a partner, right? I mean, that. <laughs> in and of itself because there's two different types of fantasies did you know that no i'm putting it down though okay so the first type of fantasy is the one that you actually want to see happen mm-hmm. right this is the one where you actually can physically do see this. yourself doing it yeah the other fantasy is something that is so erotic that it really challenges yeah. your mm-hmm. own boundaries yeah. that it causes arousal mm. But if you really had a chance to do it, you'd be like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. That's just like watching. Okay, for me, one of those things, I'm being honest, I've watched BDSM stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like when I see it, sometimes I'm like, damn. But then it's one of those things where I'm like, man, (laughs) I'm going to hang a bitch from the ceiling with her hands tied behind her back and her legs gaped open. I want to. But I'd be like, where is that at? Where's the room at? Do I rent this room? Right. Do I buy all this equipment? Because I be saying that shit and I'm like, yo. How do I tie that? Your knot? hands behind your back, you in a sling, and I can just do whatever I want to do to you. You know they have kink um, B&Bs? Yeah, Airbnbs? Ooh, I didn't know that. Kink Airbnbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a Research that. Research no, that. I'm, not, I'm just putting it down. Look, kink. I got one last question. This is the last question, I promise. Because Oh, you fine, man. Listen, um, I don't know if you guys realize this, but she got to come back. Right? She got to yeah, come back. It's most definitely. Okay, so, but this question right here is about... So we were talking about um, fantasies and just different kinks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what taboos have you 
kind of had couples explore to kind of help them get beyond their own restrictions, like just different sexual taboos that you've introduced to some of your clients suggestions or. So I try not to suggest, Mm -hmm. right? Because I want them Mm. to really authentically bring it out. So what I'm doing is creating the space to say, there's no limit in where you see your pleasure. Okay. So let's talk about, what you might be interested in doing mm. that's different from something you've n- you've ever done before. Okay. And usually when someone shares something like that, they're looking to me to validate that that's okay. Yeah. Okay. And I always, it is, it okay. is okay. Yeah. So there's such a variety of things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we put limits on ourselves, Of course. but couples need to share what their fantasies are. Right. You I, need to share sexual scenarios and say, Areos. You got yeah. a fantasy. You have to create. <laughs> Everybody has. She over there behind them glasses, just yeah. sitting. There. I'm like, what you thinking about? Over there, she's dark too. <laughs> Look, Everybody evil does. like a motherfucker. Right. All right, That's man. It. We got to get ready to wrap it up. We got one more episode coming after this. We do. So I'm gonna have Arteza reach out to you because I'm serious. If we can work something to. out, yeah. I would love to have you on I'd as a to. what do they call that when you have that person that comes a on resident? Yes, that's there what it was. Mm-hmm. A resident, the sex resident therapist. Sex therapist. That'd be good. It. Like a good once a Real. month, you come in. We give you. You have whatever you do, like you be doing on your podcast. I mean, on your uh, IG, come mm-hmm. in, do that, and that question. Yeah. So we're already having ready. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think we should do that. Okay. All right, Spider, what you got for us, man? Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you, Arteza, for setting this up with KC Polite. Thank, thank you, Frank, for bringing this to us. Thank uh, Frank, the franchise from the Quiet Podcast Indeed. right here with Roberts Media Group. That's right. Miss KC Polite, where can they find you at on social media before we get out of here? They can find me at K underscore spot underscore therapy. And your website? KCPolite.com. Can you spell that out? Casey, because Casey is. C-E-E. And polite, just like the word. All right. So nice. Spider, <laughs> take us out of here, brother. Well, I guess it's looking like you still me. Cause I got you sprung off in the springtime. Fuck all your free time. You don't need no me time. That's you and me time. We be getting so loud. I dig make myself smile. That dig made me so damn proud. Now lay your head down on a pillow. Turn up like some real slow. I want you to say me. I know everybody else is saying Close your eyes and let your feels go. Now you're getting real close. Baby, I am on the way. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.